So, if you have your Bibles, turn with me. Ezra chapter 1. The book of Ezra is made up of 10 chapters. In fact, his name, Ezra, is an abbreviated version of Azariah. Uh, it's, it, it, it's, um, it means the Lord is my helper. Like when you, when you see Azariah, the Yah on the end is a, is a truncated form of Yahweh. And it's, so it's literally saying Yahweh is my help. And Ezra, being a shortened version of Ezariah, it's kind of like Chris being a short version of Christopher. Uh, you know, so there are shortened, it's a shortened version uh, from the Hebrew language. And today's message is going to come from chapters 1 and 2. And before we, before we jump into reading, there's three things that's covered in the first two chapters. In fact, a surface reading might cause you to overlook how these two chapters are relevant for us today. Let me give you the three-part outline, and I think you'll see the challenge that's ahead of us. Part one is a proclamation from King Cyrus that the Jews can now return to Israel. Part two is an inventory list of the things that they're packing for their journey back to Israel. And then part three is a list of names of those who are returning. So how do you preach a proclamation, an inventory list, and a census list to be relevant and a blessing to your heart? Well, I believe this. I believe 2 Timothy 3.16 to be true. That all scripture, all of it, even the census of chapter 2, even the inventory list, must have something in it that is what? That's useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. So if 2 Timothy chapter 3 is true, then I believe that God has something for you and for me this morning from Ezra chapters 1 and 2. So let me give you key point number one, and we'll unpack it with Ezra 1.1. God will always keep his word. Key point number one, God will always keep his word. Let's pick up verse, chapter, Ezra chapter 1, verse 1. Now in the first year of Cyrus, king of Persia, that the word of the Lord by the mouth of Jeremiah might be fulfilled, the Lord stirred up the spirit of Cyrus, king of Persia, that he made a proclamation throughout all his kingdom and also put it in writing, saying... Let's stop there for a moment. First, I want us to look closely at these words. The words here that say, the word, that the word of the Lord by the mouth of Jeremiah might be fulfilled. Perhaps you've been told that the Bible was just written by a bunch of old men. Perhaps you've heard that. Perhaps you've been told that. But I want you to notice that the words belong to who? The Lord, Yahweh. They belong to, to the Lord himself. And Jeremiah is the instrument. So what then exactly is the word of the Lord by the mouth of Jeremiah? What is Ezra talking about? Well, let me give you the words from Jeremiah. 
Jeremiah 25, verse 12 says this. Then it will come to pass when 70 years are completed that I will punish the king of Babylon and that nation, the land of the Chaldeans for their iniquity, says the Lord, and I will make it a perpetual desolation. Do you hear what's, what's happening here? Do you hear that in Jeremiah? Keep in mind, they, the, Jeremiah is, is a prophet who is saying, you're going, to go, you're going to be taken to Babylon, and you're going to spend 70 years there, and then Babylon is going to be destroyed. It's, there's going to be a new king, and we, we know that. We've seen that through history. This is going to be Persia is going to come in and take over. We've seen that in Daniel. And so Jeremiah, right off the bat, what is he saying? The word of the Lord by the mouth of Jeremiah is that you're going to be there for 70 years. And lo and behold, here is King Cyrus, the king of Persia, who has overtaken Babylon, that has now been destroyed and punished, is now opening up the doors for the end of that 70 years. But I also want you to listen to Jeremiah 29.10. It says this, For thus says the Lord, after 70 years are completed at Babylon, I will visit you, this is the Lord speaking, and perform my good work toward you and cause you to return to this place. So what is Jeremiah saying? Jeremiah is saying, the Lord has, has given us this word, and I'm the mouthpiece. I am, I am simply the instrument through which God is, is communicating You're going to be there for 70 years, and then you're going to return. Chapter 29 is actually that letter I mentioned earlier that Jeremiah wrote to the captives in Babylon. It's the letter that he wrote to encourage them to remain faithful because God still has a plan for them. It's why we memorize, and many of us know Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, or I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. Ezra saw Jeremiah's words. And at the very beginning, chapter 1, verse 1, so that the word of the Lord could be fulfilled by the mouth of Jeremiah, these things happened. What's he saying? He's saying God is faithful to his word. He said it 70 years ago, and here we are, and he's faithful, and he's doing exactly what he said. Key point number two, then, is this. God will always keep his word. (laughs) Now, you might be thinking, hey, that was key point number one, and you're right. If this biblical truth that God will always keep his word is not firmly fixed in our thinking and our understanding of who God is, then Ezra wants each statement to be like a hammer to a nail where each verse drives the truth in more firmly. So it's as if right off the bat he is saying, okay, hammer to a nail, I want you to know this truth and I want you to know it firmly that God is always faithful to his word. And just to to show you, he told us through the prophet Jeremiah that at the end of 70 years, Babylon is going to be no more. And at the end of that 70 years, we're going to be heading back to 
Jerusalem. We're going to be heading back to Israel. And lo and behold, look what is happening. God is faithful to his word. God always keeps his word. So with every single verse in chapter 1 and every single verse in chapter 2, it is like a hammer blow to a nail that is saying, I want to drive this biblical truth home. And I want you to understand that God will always keep his word. So let's pick up verse 2. What was it that he said? Thus says Cyrus, king of Persia, all the kingdoms of the earth the Lord God of heaven has given me. And he has commanded me to build him a house at Jerusalem, which is in Judah. Well, once again, the passage drives home that truth. God's going to be faithful to his word. And he's doing so by pointing us to Isaiah 44. Isaiah 44 is a prophecy that God will not forget Israel. In fact, as you read through Isaiah 44, he says, listen, I'm never going to forget you. I'm going to be your redeemer, and he is going to see to it that they are restored. Sound familiar? It's the narrative that we've seen over and over and over. However, when Isaiah wrote this prophecy, Israel wasn't even in captivity. Think about that. Yeah, here we have Isaiah writing a prophecy saying, hey, by the way, uh, you're going to be captive in Babylon, and God is going to redeem you from there, and he's going to restore you from there. And here is Isaiah a century before any of this stuff happens. So Isaiah writes this prophecy. And they weren't even in captivity. And understand this. Think about this. Isaiah died during the 14th year of the reign of Hezekiah, a hundred years before Babylon captivity took place. So what does it say? Isaiah 44. Listen to this. Verse 28. Isaiah, a hundred years before the Babylonian captivity. Who says of Cyrus, he is my shepherd And he shall perform all my pleasure, saying to Jerusalem, you shall be built, and to the temple, your foundation shall be laid. You realize Jerusalem has not been destroyed yet, and Isaiah is talking about it being restored. You realize that they're not in captivity in Babylon, yet Isaiah is talking about them being redeemed from Babylon and being sent back from Babylon. Do you realize that a hundred years before the Babylonian captivity, he even gave us the name of the king of Persia who is going to make this prophecy fulfilled? Isaiah gives us the name Cyrus. God is always faithful to keep his word. 